Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hey everyone, so excited about today's podcast, talking with my good friend, Caleb Cole. He's an incredible pastor up in Sacramento, California. And we're talking today about keeping our heart right as leaders. It is an incredible conversation. Let's dive into it. Man, how can I serve you today? Let's let's talk about some leadership. Yeah, I think I've always uh, wrestled with the tension of self-ambition and then pursuing healthy growth. Mm. So like, how have you managed that tension because I want to grow, but how much of that is, you know, that tension within our own self self ambition that I'm wrestling with? What do you, where do you think uh, when you say wrestling with a selfish ambition and wanting to grow? What, what's the tension? Is it an ambition? Is it a selfish ambition? Of a man, I want to I want a platform. I want a name for myself. I want to show that I can do something. What's the What's the wrestling in your heart on that? Because I think that's a that's a fair question to ask. I think every leader should be asking that. Yeah, I think we always are dealing with that tension of, am I doing this for the right reasons? But ultimately, it's like when I'm not experiencing growth, maybe in a season, but I force it or I'm doing everything I can to manipulate it as if my value is only found in growth. I think that's something that I've wrestled with at times. Yeah, no, dude, that's an honest question because I think a lot of people wrestle with that. Of, you know, it's it's uh, uh, it's kind of all uh, almost like uh, I I think it was Mark Batterson one time I was talking to him. He's like, he goes, you know, he goes. In one sense, it's good to be well known, and mm. another sense, uh, he says, good to be well known because because God gives you a platform and a voice. The question is, what are you going to do with that platform and that voice? And is it going to become too much for you to understand? And are you going to allow, uh, you know, I, I heard Christine Kane say one time, he, he called us to be co-laborers, not co-stars. And, uh, mm, <laughs> and I think that's a, that's an important part of it is, is, yeah, I, I think number one, I think we should always be growing. We should always be developing. We should always be pressing forward. You know, like Paul said, I press toward the mark. We should always move it towards that. But I think as leaders, we have to be really careful to make sure that we don't allow that to get out of balance in our life where, uh, man, I, you know, where we have to search our heart and say, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this? So my mm-hmm. name's recognized. Am I doing this so that people say, Oh, you're that guy, you know, or, or whatever. Um, I think God can use the popularity of a platform, which is an yeah. odd thing. We use words like popular or famous. Those are words that we try to, you know, maybe say, oh, I don't want to get caught up in that. I think God can actually use that. Uh, but it's a matter of can we keep our heart right? So really the issue isn't does God want to increase Caleb Cole's platform? You know, I think that he does. Uh, I think he wants to continue to expand you, use you. Uh, I've seen what God has done. I've been to your church. It's amazing. Um, but it's really is, that's not the question. The question really is, can I keep my heart right in the meantime? Uh, and right. that's where it has. So that, and only you can answer that, you know, when it's like, am I pushing this for me mm-hmm. or, or am I gaining this platform for the cause of Christ? Uh, God help me to have a bigger voice for you. That's really the question. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great question though, man. It really is. Yeah, I wonder what you've seen 
when it's gotten out of balance for you? Like, are there any triggers? Like, I know for me, it's like, oh, if I catch myself trying to just run people over at the cost, yeah. the cost of them for our success or my success ultimately, and that I don't care who gets hurt in the process. And that's yeah. when I like start seeing within myself, okay, you're a little off right now. Right. So I don't know if there's any triggers for you when you're like, oh, wait, that was a little more self than it was mm, God. That's good. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, if you were to back up 10, 10 years ago in my life, not, not, you don't have to, just 10 years ago in my life, 12 years ago in my life, um, I felt like, um, I felt like I didn't want to be outshined. Hmm. And I knew that was a trigger. Uh, I think when I don't, when I don't want someone to outshine me, I think that's a trigger. When I, when I want someone not to secretly fail, but to not do better than me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a trigger. Uh, sure. when I find myself getting jealous that someone else was invited to speak or do or this or that, that's a trigger. And if you back up 10, 12, 13 years, 14 years ago, those triggers were lighting up in my life. They really were. And wow. I'm just being honest, man. I'd be like, why is, why is my book not doing that good? Or why didn't that do that good? Or why, what about, and I got to tell you, Caleb, the more I don't care and the more I push other people out in front, the better mm -hmm. it gets. Um, that's good. I love what Zig Ziglar once said in, in one of his books, he passed away a few years ago. One of my favorite communicators, he said, if you help enough other people be successful, you'll never lack it for yourself. Just uh -huh. pushing people out in front. So one, I think we have to push people out in front. I think that helps. I think that fights against it Two, mm -hmm. I think we've got to celebrate people. I've always learned that it's a lot easier to weep with those who weep than it is to rejoice with those who rejoice. Hey, that's true. Isn't that true? <laughs> oh, so man, true. you're going through a hard time. I'm praying for you. And someone says, mm -hmm. hey, dude, my book went number one. Or, hey, I just inherited $8 million. You're like, oh, praise God. That sounds great. <laughs> you know, and it, it it's so easier to weep with those that weep than rejoice with those who rejoice. And I think you got to watch all of that, be pushing people on the yeah. front. But to answer that trigger question, back to that thing is, am I getting jealous? Am I getting insecure? Uh, do I want someone to secretly, maybe not fail, but not be as successful as me? Am I afraid for them to outshine me? Am I afraid mm -hmm. that they speak better than me? I mean, I think those are, those are triggers and you can answer that in your heart where it's like, something's wrong here. I'm watching it. Yeah. First of all, I commend you to even want to make sure that that's straightened out in your life because, um, you're a very talented individual, and I think God's going to do amazing things in your life. You're young, you're talented, you and your wife are incredible people. Um, but, yeah, to to make sure that's like, man, I'm not going to let my heart get there. But those kind of triggers, jealousy, envy, secretly wanting them to fail or not be successful, outshining, to me, those are triggers. Like, it's happening. I can feel it. I don't like that they're outshining me. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm a little envious. And I downplay their success to feel better about myself. I think we do that a lot in church. Well, uh, the reason that guy's church is growing is because they're, uh, you know, and it's like, well, really what you're doing is you're downplaying their success to feel f better about your lack. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. But I commend you for looking, looking for that because you don't want to, you never want to allow that to get out of control in your life. Uh, because then all of a sudden you're in front 
and you're becoming the co-star, not the co-laborer. No, it's good. I think even you gave in, giving not just triggers, but even solutions, like you said, push people forward, celebrate them. I think that's something that I've realized I'm not always great at. Like, <laughs> let me celebrate the people around me yeah. and not just uh, mourn with them when they mourn, but yeah. also rejoice with those who rejoice. So that's so good. Yeah, good. Well, I, and I would encourage you to to do that. And I think what you'll find, Caleb, is it's it's odd. Maybe it's just the law of sowing and reaping. I don't know. But the more you push people out in front, the more God lifts you up because mm-hmm. I think that he can, he can trust you. Right. He can trust you with that, that uh, growth or that development or that platform and he can trust you and then he'll make it wider. Uh, no, but if good. he can't trust you, it, it's, it gets dangerous, but now it's great. I love that. You're, I love that you're bringing it up. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to be obedient to what I'm called to do and not compare myself to what other people are called to right. do. Yeah, no, you know what? And and that's also a great thing because I think there's a natural competitiveness in us. Mm. Leaders are naturally competitive. Most of us are. Um, I mean, when I take the Strength Finders 2.0 test, uh, competitiveness is always in the top three. Uh, Me too. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like competitive, competitive, competitive. But I, over the years, I've learned that the competition isn't with another church or another leader, mm. the competition is with what's possible for me. That's, That's where good. the competition has to lie. It's the parable of the talents. The competition isn't the guy with the two or the one or whatever amount of talents. The competition is with what I've been given, am I doing my mm. absolute best? The competition's with not other people. The competition is only with what's possible for yourself. And the more, the more you can start driving into that, I think the more God will help you to guard your heart uh, because there is that competitive nature, but yeah. make it a habit, you know, uh, even if I, it's just silly, but you got a pretty good sized staff, make it a habit that maybe on your staff agenda that, you know, you, you kind of handwrite on there. So no one else sees it. Encourage, point out successes, mm-hmm. publicly praise. Maybe, maybe you start doing that um, where you start leaving yourself little notes throughout your day or on your laptop or screensaver, a little note on your staff agenda, just so that, that what, you, what doesn't come natural eventually does. Mm-hmm. And I, once it eventually becomes natural, you don't have to worry a minute. But if it's not totally natural, um, work on it so that it becomes natural. Develop that habit. No. Yeah. That's good. I think as a competitive person, it doesn't come natural. Because yeah. I'm always like, well, what's next anyways? Yeah. We're successful. That was a great thing, a great event. Right. You you killed it there. But, okay, on to the next thing. Yeah. So rejoicing is something, or celebrating, is something that I think definitely I need to apply into our ministry, our life, our church. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're thinking that way. I really am. Um, so I have so another, keep it up. another question. Yeah, absolutely. You're being successful. Growth is coming. Uh, now we've solved the issue of, all right, this is healthy growth that we're pursuing. My heart's in the right place. Uh, right? It's not selfish ambition. But what do you do to maximize a season of growth? 
because maybe like right now in our church, we're experiencing growth, we're experiencing mm-hmm. expansion. Maybe other people are experiencing that right now. So how can you lean into that more? Like, man, we're in a season of it. Let's really ride this wave. What are some practical things that you would say to a team or a leader that's experiencing growth to, to just ride it even more? Yeah, absolutely. So really it's about, hey, we're, we're seeing the momentum. How do we sustain the momentum? Right. Uh, and I think creating it, part of the creating it, I think, bleeds into the sustaining. Creating and sustaining, people look at as different. And I, I think to some degree it is, but to some degree it's not. Because what got you there uh, will help to continue to move you along. I think there's mm. two parts of it. I think there's one, um, there are practical things like you, you've heard me talk about with your team when we did some coaching with your team, engagement over attendance. That's a practical thing. Choose engagement. You know, that doesn't change at a church of 500 or church of 200 or church of 2000. It doesn't change. You got to continue to do that. So there are some things that when you were creating momentum, it's going to help you sustain the momentum. However, with that said, I think there's some things that you need to look at and think those are, I don't want to say timeless, but those don't matter if you're 300 or 3,000. You still got to do that. The other part is that natural thing that is a, it's been around for years, is that bell curve, which I think a lot of us ignore. Uh, and, and, the, and the bell curve, just as a refresher, we all kind of know it, but it's the idea that, hey, my, my, my ministry's growing or the organization's growing. But as a leader, before it starts to do this, somewhere, before the curve, somewhere you've got to realize, okay, I see the curve coming and I can see us reaching a plateau soon or whatever you want to call it. How do I as a leader get ahead of that? And I think that's that's a unique spot because you as a leader are walking in and everybody's going, man, we're killing it. Okay, great. Let's keep killing it in these areas, the creating, sustaining. But we also have to grow in this. Well, why do we have to grow in that? Because if we don't, we're going we're gonna to experience the bell curve. And I think part of that, that curve, at least in growth area, comes down to personal development and leadership. Are they developing other leaders, raising up teams, developing leaders? Are they personally developing? Is the structure sustainable to continue to move forward? Because structure does change. It's that idea, and I've shared this with before, you know, you put a round table, whatever, some banquet table, and I stand on it, you stand on it, your wife stands on it, whatever. Person number four, five, six, eventually the table collapses because Mm -hmm. the table was only meant and created by its creator. It was only created to handle so much weight. You got to change the structure if you want it to handle more weight. It's the same thing with church. Yeah, no doubt. The structure we have can handle 600, 700, 800. I don't know if it can handle 1,200. So that's, right. that, that's part of that bell curve where you're starting to think, what do we have to adjust now in order to sustain the future? And that, I think, comes down to you growing as a leader and saying, a leader has to see farther than other people see. Because you got to see the bell curve that's coming when no one else sees it and realize mm-hmm. what needs to change. So two parts of it, creating, sustaining, momentum. There are parts that are true at 500, true at 5,000. doesn't make any difference. Some of that's still true. There are bits of it uh, that I think that you as a leader have to look and say, bell curve. If, I don't, if this doesn't change, we won't sustain the next level. 
uh, and you have to stay ahead of it. And, and, and you're going to have leaders say, why are we making a change? Everything's great. It's because you're right. saying like, yeah, but the table's going to collapse. The table can only handle so much weight. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the table – sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please, please, please. So the table being systems, I think that's something that we've been identifying right now. Like, hey, our systems can sustain a little more growth, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be able to go to that next level. So I think even talking or hearing you talk about you have to see as a leader what's coming or where you need to be. What if, and I'm sure there's some leaders are like, I don't know what it looks like at 1100. I only know what it looks like at seven, 800. Is that where you got to get other voices, other people in your life? I know for me, I've been a little more of an isolated, like just doing my own thing. Yep kind of going off my instincts Yep. and I've been in a season right now where it's like my instincts got me here, but I don't think they can get me to the next level. Right. Which is partly why I've been reaching out to people like you who've been coaching and speaking into us. But it's like those instincts that are natural leader instincts got me far, but I don't think they can get me to where that next level is. So when you don't know what's next as a leader, and I think there's some people that feel that way. I know I do at times. What do you do? Yeah. Well, I, I think you, I think you come on, somewhat answered it because yeah, you're in, there's a natural talent that people have that natural talent. Mm-hmm. will get them to 300, 500, 800, whatever the number is, it's going to get them to something, uh, whatever that natural talent is. Sometimes it's talents and combined with timing, combined with great location, combined with the, per, you know, you had, you got, you didn't even realize it, but you got some good leaders. You didn't even you didn't even know what you were doing. They're just on your team, but the lid will come. It will come, uh, and that's back to that thing that you and I've talked about. Hey, if you're standing on first, and someone you know you know someone that knows how to coach and develop and help you, that's standing on third. You need their help to how to get there. That's why I've had coaches for over ten years in my life because <laughs> I'm like I don't know how, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that, and I constantly get coaching all the time. I have to get coaching because I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that next chapter looks like. Uh, I'm way past, you know, uh, hey, just do it on your own natural talent. I'm way past that. My natural talent ran out <laughs> years ago. <laughs> that's, that's gone, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I think that for all of us, that's what happens. And you have to, I think anybody listening to this has to realize that your personality and your talent will take it to a certain level. But until you gather yourself with the right who's in your life, uh, if you don't gather the right who's, you'll never figure out the how. Mm. And you got to get the right who's in your life or you'll never figure out the how. You can to a certain level, but you will hit the lid. And then you'll get frustrated going, wait a minute, I got to this many people by myself. And why can't I get over that? You're not going to be able to. You know, you're only so good. Everybody is only so good. And then, then it's like, man, I need some help. You got to have that help. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. For me, it's even just getting stuck in the rut of what you know. Yeah. And hundred percent. Yeah. I have instincts, but also I just get in rhythms and you get in some rhythms that get you it. Eventually you wear a rut, yeah. a path that's just like do the same thing over and over. And that's where yep. the coaching it's like just got my brain thinking differently. You have got to. me seeing things yeah. from a different perspective. And you have to. You got to get those things around you. It's like, okay, we invented the car, then it ran on gas, then it was hybrid, mm. and it would stop at the light and save you a little gas. Then it went electric. 
you know, there's enough engineers going, I think we can do this differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the same thing with church. It's like, okay, I got it to this level with my personality and natural skill set and the Lord's help and all that, but I don't know what the next chapter looks like. And I better get the help. So, man, dude, hey, I hate to uh, jump off, but I, no, I got another good. call. I got to jump on. But, man, it's always good connecting with you, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. And you're, Thank you. you're a great leader, and God is doing incredible things at your church, Caleb. And, man, just just know that I'm always in your corner, and we're here to help in any way we can. But man, Thanks for having me. Thanks for all you've deposited to me and our church already. I can't wait to see all God has Amen. in the cool. future. Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so all much. Right.